everybody, and welcome to Socks on Tap. This is your boy, Andrew Kinsler, also known as A Kins on ONTAP Sportsnet. I am joined tonight by Johnny Nani. Johnny, me and you are finally talking about a win for once. Uh, we're talking about a nice extra inning win here. And hey, we have a chance to sweep the Rays. Did you think that we, we would be saying that right uh, before the series started? Absolutely not, Andrew. And you said we're finally talking about a win. I was texting you during the game. I think it's been almost three weeks since we've been able to talk about a win. You know, obviously the All-Star break and they're elongating it, but that's too long um, regardless. Way too long. I was so happy um, with this one. Obviously a nail-biter coming down to the wire, uh, down to our last out in this one. Um, But White Sox, you know, eventually end up taking it uh, 2-1. So um, I'm thrilled with it. Um, gives me that little extra adrenaline rush. You know, if we would have come on after that loss, kind of would have been flat because it's kind of uh, not a whole lot going on in the first half of the game. Uh, things didn't really pick up until the uh, seventh inning on. And obviously we played extras. But White Sox prevailed 2-1, to one, Andrew. Uh, what were your takeaways? Uh, so, yeah, as you said, not a whole lot of action to really speak of before the seventh inning. So uh, great start by Lucas Giolito. Uh, you know, it – had been said that over his past few games, he really didn't look like himself, really didn't look like the all-star caliber guy that he is, but uh, he had a great outing today. He went six and two-thirds, gave up seven hits, one earned run, only one walk, while also striking out nine. Uh, That one earned run was to our old friend, now foe, Avi Garcia. Um, I think I can speak for pretty much anyone saying uh, it could have been anyone else hitting that home run, and I wouldn't have been as you know, upset as, um, you know, like pissed off about that. But just because it was Avi, it just hurt a little bit more. And that was a bomb. He crushed it. Uh, yeah. Giolito left a change up up high and uh, it was floating, floating for Avi. And uh, he's got some power. He was able to pull it. Um, forget exactly what the distance was, but I mean, it was in, I would guess, four, 40 plus. <laughs> yeah. Um, felt like that. I, uh, it was around there. So, uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I was frustrated at that, too, because it's um, I, I hit some for us. But uh, like you said, pretty much anyone else in this lineup and it wouldn't have uh, hurt as bad. But uh, at that point, that was the seventh inning. Um, Lucas Giolito, uh, you had mentioned that he had a uh, really solid game and he, he absolutely did. Um, six and two thirds, like you had mentioned, uh, the only real time that you ever felt like there was uh obviously that home run, but that was just a solo shot. So it wasn't like he had, you know, was getting himself into a jam and had loaded him up or had two on and gave that up. Cause then that, you know, this is a whole different story that we're talking about. Um, we'd be talking about a three Oh loss or something like that. But, um, the only other time that he was really in trouble, I guess you could say was in the, uh, six inning and, uh, the Rays got two on there two uh, Yeah. They got, they got two on in that inning. Um, but Giolito was able to work out of that. Um, like I said, that solo shot in the seventh, that was the only damage that uh, the Rays did tonight. And uh, I was impressed with Lucas Giolito. Um, I agree with you that he doesn't look like he's been that same all-star caliber over this past three or four starts here. But uh, I think he's back to that now. Absolutely. So, yeah, as you did mention, he did have a little bit of trouble there in uh, the sixth inning. So he did give up back-to-back singles there to G-Man Choi and Austin Meadows. So one thing with the Austin Meadows single that it was interesting to note, uh, it was on an 0-2 count, and it seemed like a lot of the hits that Lucas Giolito did give up today were on 
a lot of two strike counts. So that would be something that, you know, as he starts to kind of gain that confidence back, uh, you hope that he's able to get that uh, put out pitch back, you know, that low and very, very dangerous changeup seem like, as you had mentioned in the case of the Avi Garcia home run, um, slight trouble locating that, but, um, you know, he was able to come back and then he was able to get Tommy Pham to strike out Nate Lowe to pop out and then Yanni Diaz to ground out. So he was able to get out of that threat there, but it is unfortunate. He wasn't able to get that win. He did earn it. Um, but the bats just really weren't there for him for most of the game. So that was something that we're going to talk about here. Only a few guys got hits, but they all had, but they all had multi-hit games. Uh, do you, do you want to talk about that real quick, Johnny? Yeah, so that was just something when you were looking up and down here. Only Abreu, McCann, uh, Ryan Goins, who didn't even start the game, and Adam Engel had hits today, and all of those guys had two hit games, like you had mentioned. Um, pretty interesting. Uh, it just, you know, when you're looking at a box score spread like that, uh, it's not usually what you expect. Um, that's why I call this one a winning ugly game, Andrew. And uh, we'll get to this play into the extras, but I think we got to kind of build up to it, sell this as a narrative a little bit. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so uh, it was interesting. And, you know, Jose Rondon gets a start at uh, shortstop tonight, and maybe that was because, you know, you got a uh, lefty on the mound to start. Um, so th- that could have been the reason, you know, with Jose Rondon being a righty, Ryan Goins being a lefty. Um, but when Ryan Goins came in, he made the most of it. Uh, he both played appearances, two for two. So um, his average is now at 500, small sample size, king of that. Um, we'll take but, it. Uh, yeah, but no, we'll take it, absolutely. Um it was just interesting to say the least. And then, you know, a guy that had a, you know, he's one of your best players, but he had a little bit of a rough day at the plate, Yohan Moncada. Um, four strikeouts. He went 0 for 4, but the one time he got on base was a walk when it mattered most, Andrew. Yeah, so that was an awesome start to that inning. So he really did work for that walk there. Um, it really did come at an opportune time, obviously. He didn't really try to do a whole lot there didn't try to do too much but um it did come on a, a full count there so it was nice that he was able to lay off of that and then avoid a fifth strikeout so that was huge and then um one thing that i would like to talk about here um a very very opportune time for ricky renteria to call that hit and run in which the gap through first and second was a little bit more open there for jose um and then there was a defensive substitution where I believe it was Kevin Kiermeyer who um, throughout all of the broadcast um, stone and Jason Benetti had been saying that, you know, he's probably one of the best, if not the best fielder in all of baseball right now. So he was sliding into first base there and looked like he jammed his finger, possibly his thumb there and he had to come out of the game. So then that resulted in Brossau who, they had said had never played an inning of outfield in the minor leagues throughout his whole career. Um, So it was his first time out there and with a very slow rolling ground ball there hit by Jose Abreu, Yoan was able to score from first. I mean, it was incredible and the play wasn't really even all that close either. 
No, absolutely. And, you know, we're getting ahead of ourselves. I know it's like, you know, really exciting. We just want to dive right into this uh, when I had brought up you on there. But um, let's backtrack it a little bit just so we can paint a little bit better picture of what went on here. Um, the White Sox had a little bit of an opportunity here in the uh, um, in the eight. This is when Ryan Goins had pinch hit for Jose Rondon. Uh, he gets on. Adam Angle walked. And so, but there were two outs at this point um, because uh, John Jay ground out to begin the inning, and then there was another out in between there. Um, Lurie came up and uh, struck out there. That was in the eighth because you know we're just you know thinking, God, everything's been dead all night. This is the one time that we have multiple guys on base. Lurie strikes out there, Um, but then in the ninth inning, we're down to our last out. Um, This thing got dramatic, Andrew. This is why I call it the nail biter when we started here. Um, We're down to our last out. But then who comes up to the plate? James McCann. And he hits one that barely gets out to left field, um, just barely clears the fence. I think there was a 22% hit probability on it. I believe that was the number that was uh, on the uh, stat cast. And it was just miraculous. You know, we extend the game then. Um, yeah, we couldn't do anything after that, unfortunately. I think uh, Wellington Castillo ended up uh, grounding into uh, double play then after that. Um, but, uh, you know, or no, excuse me, that was that was later. That, that was another inning later. Sorry. Um, but, yeah, so we get it then. Uh, two extras. Um, we actually, let's let's back up even more. God, I'm getting ahead of myself. Just, you know, a win is too much for Johnny to handle right now. But anyway, <laughs> then in the ninth, I mean, the Rays had their chances, too. Uh, the, this one was uh, Avi. Uh, leading off with a walk, uh, and then there was a single, so they had met on first and second. Uh, and Avi probably could have advanced the third on it, but for whatever reason, he uh, I believe it was a ball back up the middle, and uh, he probably he wasn't going full steam ahead, so he stayed at second, which ends up being huge in this case because um, Adames tries to sacrifice bunt, pushes it right back to Evan Marshall, who's able to get uh, the ball over and cut down Avi at third and you know plenty of time. So we get the lead runner there. And then uh, Marshall induces double play. So you're, you're going to talk about stones with Evan Marshall? Absolutely. That dude's got some stones after that. That was awesome to see. Uh, you know, that inning there made me a little bit nervous. So things really played out well because we were able to save column A for a safe situation. But, um, you know, you always kind of think that in these games that, you know, could go into extra innings, you got to make sure that you're able to get to that next inning and, you know, like not lose the game in, in uh, the bottom of the inning there with the Rays being the home team. But yeah, so me and you had actually mentioned that a few shows ago that he's had a little bit of struggles here and there lately, but um, he really did look good. So he did give up the leadoff walk and then that single. Um, the walk looked a little tough. I mean, there were a few close borderline pitches there so that was unfortunate but to see him be able to really bounce back like that and to throw strikes but then also be able to throw an absolute bullet there to third right on the money in a big situation like that um i mean you hear a lot about you know the pitcher fielding plays how they always practice going to first or whatever I'm not sure how often you're really practicing that play thrown over to third. So that that was just really, really good. Yeah, probably not since spring training, there. to be honest with you. Not at all. So great instincts there. And then, you know, to be able to continue that and to force 
that ground ball double play. Uh, I was really excited when that happened. I was going crazy. Uh, maybe even more crazy than for the James McCann home run. But yeah, so that was very yeah exciting there. I'm not sure if you had any more thoughts about Evan Marshall, but man, pure stones out of that man. That was that that was huge. Uh, we needed that, you know, and you feel the threat coming because you're like, okay, we tied it up, and then you're like, oh man, this would just be ripping our heart out if we, you know, extend the game and then they walk it off um, fairly easily there. But uh, big ups to Evan Marshall for getting through that. Um, then let's move on here. We'll, we'll we'll kind of track this inning by inning here. Tenth inning, then uh, White Sox come back up to the plate. Uh, Ryan Cordell. This was kind of a decision that you and I talked about before. Um, he did not start the game. Uh, he pinch hit for John Jay in this position uh, and he grounded out. I know the logic there is going with the handedness um, with Ryan Cordell being a righty and John Jay being a lefty, but um, just with the track record and how, you know, consistent John Jay has been since coming into the lineup here. Um, it definitely was a little bit of a head scratcher for me, but um, anyway, uh, that was righty on righty, which was weird because Emilio, Pagan does throw already, so I'm not sure what that had. I, that's what was really uh, maybe, maybe, yeah. confusing there to me. I'm not sure if he had already, and if like uh, R- Ricky Renneria had already anticipated him being out there, but I don't know. So I thought that that was weird. Yeah, uh, def- definitely weird. But um, anyway, then our, the guy that I had mentioned earlier who didn't start the game but uh, went two for two, Ryan Goins, he came up, got a single. Um, Adam Angle, uh, single to right field. Uh, you know, just he's he's living on, you know, some weak ground ball singles. But, hey, we'll take it. Uh, we'll take it there. Um, and that gets Goins to third. Um, but then, unfortunately, Lurie, Lurie strikes out um, again in a situation leaving two guys on. So uh, that, 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 that hurts me. You know, that um, Absolutely. <laughs> it hurts my heart. I, I don't like to see uh, uh, Larry Garcia, um, you know, not perform or and not, not be the hero, but uh, we'll, we'll get to guys that were the hero here coming up. Um, Jace Fry, another big, you know, no drama um, really like uh, he got four outs. Then, yeah. I think. Yeah. No, no drama really like uh, um, Evan Marshall had in the previous inning, but yeah, Jace Fry was able to uh, um, work, work around the error there. Yeah, work work around the error by Ryan Goins there. So um, th- that was the tenth. Uh, that does it for that. And then the eleventh. All right. So now now we are circling back to all this Yohan Mankata talk that was earlier. Um, Yohan Mankata leads off with a walk, uh, like you had said, three two pitch there. Um, just good discipline. Uh, you know, it doesn't let the pressure affect them at all. And then. Uh, Jose Abreu with this is why I call this game winning ugly Andrew that that is a ground out easily especially with Jose Abreu's speed um possibly a double play if the you know Ricky doesn't call a hit and run there absolutely yeah I'd say about 95 times out of 100 there that's a easy ground out there probably ground ball double play and then um you know you're looking at pretty much a completely different inning there so uh you know we sometimes get on on uh ricky renneria for some of the some of the specific calls that he does make but um you gotta give credit where credit is due for that that was you know perfect time for that and i mean i know that they showed the running statistics on uh mancata going from like first to home there but i mean he was flying and as we said earlier that wasn't really even a play. So, you know, then 
unfortunately, things kind of closed out there. Uh, you saw a strikeout from James McCann, who was the hero earlier, and then a Wellington Castillo ground ball double play. And he was another victim of being 0 for 5. So rough game for him after, you know, we – We've actually seen him look somewhat decent in the few games he's been back since his injury. Um, he's at least hit the ball hard. So uh, 0 for 5, you aren't going to take that for Beef Castillo. But um, yeah, so then in the bottom of the inning, handed over to the closer, Alex Colome. So, you know, we mentioned it was questionable that he wasn't in the game earlier, possibly. Um, but, you know it worked out perfectly that he was available for when we finally had a lead there. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Calme comes in, induces a ground out for the first out. Uh, then, of course, Avi Garcia walks. Yeah. Um, when you get on base like three times tonight. Um, it just, you know, uh, of course it's Avi. Uh, that's just, you know, you got to say, do damage against his uh, former team there. But um, actually, he got he had on base four times. He had three yeah, walks yeah, on the night. Yeah, wow. Of the home yeah, so three, yeah, so... Um, yeah, uh, you know, Avi's of course going to have those games against us, but anyway, Avi gets on and then a pass ball, wild pitch. I don't know what you want to call it. Um, I want to say, I would probably, if I was a scorer, probably rule it a wild pitch because Calme just absolutely buried one in the dirt. Uh, McCann kind of really, he did get a glove on it, but he kind of really didn't have a chance. It was, you know, mm-hmm. spinning a lot, uh, kicks over to the White Sox dugout there. Um, so Avi advances to second base there. Um, but then Calame gets a strikeout. And then, of course, the last out. It can never be, uh, you know, another strikeout or a weak ground ball uh, drive to, you know, pretty much straightaway center, a little bit off to the right. Um, but Adam Angle was there just in front of the track, um, make that last catch uh, for the last out. And the Sox have a series now. They won a series, Andrew. And that's the first time we can say that since the All-Star break. And it feels, it feels damn great. good. Oh, yeah. Feels absolutely amazing here. So, um, I mean, that's all. I have to say yeah, I, about the rest you know, of the game. You, usually, usually we don't run play-by-play play here and stuff like that. We just kind of talk about more trends. But this one was just such a, like, you know. Roller uh, coaster. Na- yeah, roller coaster, nail-biter, whatever you want to call it. Um, exciting. So I just kind of wanted to walk through all of those. Uh, Yohan Mankata, you had mentioned, like, you know, the great speed coming around. Obviously, he's got that great speed. That was all with taking a couple stutter steps r- while rounding second base to kind of track where the ball was at. Right, he kind of turned absolutely. around and like looked and he still made it home. And like yeah. you said, plenty of time it wasn't even a play. Um, I'm sure that uh, it has to do with a, you know, mostly infielder type playing the outfield there. Um, but Hey, we'll take it. That's what we, yeah. you know, my, my word of the day, I think you'd mentioned it yeah. once, but it wouldn't be a socks on tap without me mentioning it. That's being opportunistic. Absolutely. Uh, taking advantage of, you know, mistakes that other teams make, um, a true outfielder uh, sliding and, yeah. you know, uh, spraining his thumb early in the game allows that to happen. Um, take advantage. Of, that's a mistake. You may not think of it. You usually think mistakes is errors, botch balls, throwing it around, whatever. Um, mistake could be that, too. Um, Absolutely. You know, uh, injuring yourself for a single, that doesn't even matter in the long run. Um, so, yeah. Uh, th- that is uh, honestly, Andrew, that's all I got in this game. I'm just so happy with uh, the, getting a victory, especially when you're down to your last out. Um and uh, I mean, it's just exciting, and it's nice to have the words "exciting" in White Sox baseball back in the same sentence. No doubt. Yeah. So I mean, one last point there with Abreu. Uh, uh, so we talked about how like softly hard hit, or how like soft that that ball was hit. Um, you know, it's nice to see that a ball that goes 
into like no man's land actually goes in our favor this time, as we saw last yep. weekend in the series against the A's. We had absolutely crushed on one, which was a walk-off error pretty much there. So it was nice to see us be able to just land it perfectly to where no one could get it until Yohan was cross home plate. So um, that's all for today's game. Let's talk about the matchup tomorrow where the White Sox are going to be bringing those brooms out. Um, Yeah. And absolutely. And we have an intriguing matchup tomorrow. So we have... Young up and coming prospect Dylan Cease against Blake Snell. So on on the year, Cease has gone one and one with a five point seven three ERA with thirteen strikeouts. Blake Snell, the AL Cy Young winner from last year, went is right now five and seven with a four point five five ERA with a hundred and twenty six strikeouts here. And for me, these pitching lines that you know don't look great. Uh, they really don't tell the whole story about these two pitchers. So obviously Dylan Cease, um, a very, very talented young arm here. Um, he actually pitched very well in the last game he pitched against the Royals. Just his ending stat line like really didn't show that. Um, you know, he he did actually strike out seven batters and he only walked one, but you know, he gave up a decent amount of runs more than he would have hoped to. But a lot of that was due to, you know, just the terrible defense that was being played behind him there. And then with Blake Snell. So, um, you know, as already mentioned, he won a Cy Young last year and the 4.55 ERA isn't really Cy Young caliber. You would say, um, you know, he had a very, very tough month of June where he started six games and had an ERA of almost 10, but all of the other months, he's had pretty solid numbers. And so far in the month of July, he's been pretty solid over his first two starts with a 1.80 ERA. So, Johnny, what are your keys for tomorrow then? Or, or uh, like, was there anything else that you had to say about this pitching matchup? So uh, I think you covered the pitching matchup great. I, I really don't have anything. You pretty much laid out all the numbers there um, with the trends too. Um, how Snell has done uh, kind of roller coastered a little bit. So um, I, I don't have anything more to add there. And obviously Dylan Cease is just going to be his third start um, of his major league career. Uh, I agree with you that he looked better than the line says um, in his outing at Kansas City. I think the whole team was in a funk there, um, but he did settle down um, after those you know earlier runs, and he had. Uh, most of his strikeouts towards the latter half of that um, when he finally settled in. So my keys for tomorrow's game, um, it's going to be have a killer instinct. Um, I feel like I'm the socks on tap uh, team psychologist here. Um, so I like to talk about like the mental aspect about it. I want to see a lot of get up and go. Sure. The, the dramatics are, you know, great in a game like tonight when you can come back and like uh, win a game like that and get down to your last out. Uh, that does make for some really exhilarating wins, but I want to see a killer instinct, like come out and let's get to this guy early. Um, let's put some runs on the board for Dylan C. So he doesn't feel like he has to be a surgeon out there. Um, and let's, you know, the team is finally, you know, this is two wins in a row um, after that horrid streak of seven losses in a row. So take that and use that momentum that you have now built in a two game, you know, uh, and you're going for a sweep, too. That's another thing um, that should, you know, be an extra level of motivation. It shouldn't be a sit back and, oh, we already took the series. Um, it should be a, you know, you know, I. Uh, 
the shark smells blood in the water, that kind of thing. Um, so that's my key. Um, maybe a little meat, meatball-y, but uh, that's always just how um, I kind of, you know, approach these kind of things. Um, it's winning can be contagious. Uh, clubhouse uh, morale, that can be contagious. Um, even though, you know, only whatever four guys we had said got hits tonight, a win like that could boost confidence for any of these guys up and down the order here. So, may, you know, maybe Larry Garcia says, okay, I didn't do my job yesterday in two opportune times. Today I am absolutely getting it done, even though, you know, he had a good game and contributed on Friday. But, you know, I, I just think that uh, th- that's a big thing that doesn't get uh, as much airtime as it should. Um, so th- those are my keys. Have a killer instinct. Absolutely, Johnny. And I think that those are all great points there. And I love the point that you mentioned about a shark in the water. I think that's very, very opportune there with, um, you know, all of these series that we're like having here against these Florida teams. So as we're about to finish one up, as we're about to finish one up with the Rays, and then as we're about to start one upcoming here at home against the Marlins. So I thought that was kind of funny, but yeah, no, I completely agree. Now that, now that, you know, that horrid losing streak is in the rearview mirror, you know, it's time to just keep on, keep on stringing these wins together here which you know there's no reason why we can't continue to do that here and you know especially as i said we have a perfect opportunity to um continue to do that when we host the marlins this week but let's continue to get it done here in the rest of this series here so um i love the point that you mentioned about Larry hoping to, you know, like pick up his performance there. You know, I think that now that this team is more of a cohesive unit now, I think that, you know, as you did say, guys are going to start to pick each other up. And, you know, I think that tomorrow's game should hopefully show that here. So um, other than that, that's about all I have. Uh, I don't know if you want to get into the picks to click. Yeah, we're old picks to click. Um, I just mentioned him. I'll go Lurie Garcia. Absolutely. Love that pick. Uh, you'll go with Lurie. I'll go with James McCann. So, you know, he's not been as noticeable uh, since the All-Star break other than his one home run today. Um, so I think he's – I think that that home run is going to get him back, back out, out of his slump and he'll continue to be that All-Star that he was in the first half here especially with a good matchup against a lefty here. Um, I like how that looks, so I'm going to go with James McCann. Yeah, I love it. Um, Let's see him uh, get back to that and, you know, say that, you know, his career numbers, you know, this is such a... uh, an improvement from them. I, I don't want to see him regress to that. I want him to, you know, he has changed his approach at the plate, so I want him to continue to prove that he can hit the ball um, consistently and in opportune times. Obviously, it was opportune today, so I agree with you that that could be a big uh, step, you know, uh, step on the ladder uh, going forward here for him um, in the second half. So, uh, Andrew, that is all I've got. Let's get the brooms out. Let's get those brooms out, baby. Let's go White Sox. Let's go White Sox.